This episode of Open Mic is sponsored by the O'Neill Group and Honey's Bakery. The O'Neill Group is an HR management and consulting firm. Visit oneerogroup.com for more information. Honey's Bakery specializes in delicious cinnamon rolls and home-baked goods for all your sweet cravings. Visit honeysbakery.com for more information. View their website links in the episode description. Now back to the show. First off, thank you guys for being here. Thank Pleasure. you, Gig Merge. Big shout out to Gig Merge. Right. Gig Merge. So how's everybody doing? Woo! Good. Y'all ready to have this real conversation? I need y'all to be honest. Okay, cool. So we're gonna talk about the relationship between like the producer and the artist. And my first question is, um, what is your ideal scenario when you're working with an artist or a producer? I feel like you need to have pretty good chemistry with said artists. Even if it's with somebody new, you know if you can click with somebody because the vibe is right. Like for sure. You gotta you gotta have like a good good headspace, good chemistry and always stay open minded. Gotta come to a common ground when working on music and stuff like that as well. So yeah. chemistry is also a real big thing. And I'm real big on sobriety when it comes like certain. Uh, like I, I go on a, I've been in um, a room with engineers, not per se producers. Mm-hmm. You know they engineer my track, but they drinking mad stuff and they're not as focused. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like so, so you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. I just look. Yeah. I look for focused. the. Uh, I look for the producer to match my energy. Uh, if we don't share the same vision or the same passion, then I can kind of sense that and it makes me kind of back off if we don't yeah we got we definitely got to match the same energy as far as getting yeah. the work done and getting the sound done and yeah. Stuff like that. yeah yeah chemistry man. i would definitely say collaboration um definitely try to take everyone's ideas into perspective yeah. and try to bring everybody's skills to the table yeah yeah, yeah. okay no wrong answers type. so we're talking about harmony and all that good stuff yeah. Tell me about your biggest pet peeve when it comes to working with an artist or producer, and be honest. I want to know the T. I can 100% say my biggest pet peeve when it comes to working with some producers are they always feel like they're right when it comes to like when it comes to hearing stuff in a track. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, like I understand producers, you know that is your niche, but it's just like if I hear it and it don't sit right with me. And I can't like I can't work with it. Right. Like, it's like you gotta be willing to work with me, just like I'm willing to work with you. It won't so. work for the other people listening to it either. Yeah, if, you're right if, I, if I can't hear it, somebody else probably can't somebody gonna hear it too. Yeah. That's probably one of my biggest pet peeves. Well, that's the opposite is when I'm trying to get critical feedback. And yeah, like, like a direction, them, yeah. Like an honest opinion, like, hey, what do you think about this? Oh, and they true. say, oh, it's great. Love it. Yes, man. It's like, man. no, it's not. Like, I know there's <laughs> something off. Like, Tell me the truth. Yeah. 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 My I biggest think, pet peeve in like post production is when you don't get the song back for a while and then it disappears and it never comes out. Sometimes that happens. Does that happen to anybody else? Yeah, I feel like I've actually had that happen a few times. <laughs> I feel like my biggest pet peeve is when the artist isn't prepared. They're underprepared. Like you know, they they know what they're trying to do, but they expect the producer to do what they're trying to do. 
You yeah. said that. Y'all, yeah. I mean that. Now, I was as, saying as, for a, me, <laughs> as a producer, like if a, a, a artist was to come to your, you feel me, uh, uh, you feel me, you recording an mm-hmm. artist or whatever, mm-hmm. they came to your studio and they recording a track, but they don't have their lyrics prepared. They trying to freestyle the whole time. Is that a thing that y'all accept? No, I was about to just get to that. That was something I was actually about to speak of <laughs> because I, I work, I work with somebody now, who we started, of course, where everything was prepared, um, but now he just he says he want to catch that vibe and just come in there and do it. So for me, I'm totally down with that. So either one, either way okay. works. Um, but again, like a big, big pet peeve for me would just be for the artist not being as, I want to say reliable, more yeah, so just yeah. on the human level. Like if I need you to be here, I need you to be on time. If you're going to be here, then I need you to do X, Y, and Z. So it's just those two things. But I don't feel like it's a problem if an artist needs, if they absolutely need to just come. And they just want to just be in the atmosphere because sometimes mm-hmm. that's going to create it. So. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree. It's just respecting other people's time. Yeah, that's definitely and, basically. Uh, like if they're if that's where their best art comes from is freestyling, like and you know that you mm-hmm. you gotta set aside three, four, five, six hours and be like, we're gonna dedicate this to you. But mm-hmm. if they're the type where they need that lyric, whole thing sketched out, and they're coming in there, they don't have it ready. They're trying to write it as they're coming. That's disrespect to your time. Yeah. That's where I was getting that. That's yeah. yeah, so like professionalism. I guess I never thought about professionalism in like rappers and music. Like, but that's true. It's a number of hours in the day. Yeah, I love that. I love that you guys said that. So what do you guys feel like producers and artists need to understand or respect when they're working with you? We talked a little bit about professionalism, but like what else is there? I feel like you should respect the artist's opinion. Okay. As well as the artist you respect your opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I might have to agree with that. It's it's all opinion based, you know. Like he he may have a different view than I do, but we you know we, we got to be willing to come together and and formulate an opinion that works for both of us yeah. as far as moving forward with the project. So I might have to agree with that. Have y'all yeah. ever been in a space where you felt like you weren't respected? What? <laughs> yes. Kind of describe yeah. that. Yeah, I have, yeah, I have man. Okay. Like, my bad for cutting you. Oh no, you good. Um, good, It's been times, man, where I'm telling the telling the artist like, hey, man, you know, this is, you know, this is how you should approach the beat, or this is how you should sing, or this is how you should maybe reword it. And it's nah, I ain't doing that. Whoa, yeah. bro, you just talk to me. <laughs> you know, especially like if you're doing work in an open environment, and it's like, you know, five, six, almost ten people in a room, you know, so it's. Yeah. It's so much activity going on, you know what I'm saying? So it could be miscommunication as well. Mm-hmm. So like as an artist, when I'm working with a producer and we working apart and we sending stuff back and forth, I just would like for all the stems, everything I need and yeah. for us to have that, that communication as far as where we going with it. Working together in the studio is different. In that instance, I just would like us to come together and you know, share the same vision, and I forgot what I was gonna say. I was gonna piggyback off something you said, but I, well, I mean, from what you're saying, I, I kind of forget that you know this is the producer side and this is the rapper side, but yeah. that's I mean that's an expectation of you need the instrumental. Oh, that's yeah, yours. Yeah. Like we need to get that out to you. You know, I was gonna yeah. say as an artist, it helps me a lot when the producer leaves notes on how the direction of the song was supposed to go. Maybe tell you I want the melody right here. Maybe you should. It, it takes the, a little load off your back from okay, it's easy now. I got yeah. the confine. I got the uh, format. Boom, I can do my job. Do my. I was kind of curious. Do you guys like that? Like, I if like you that. have, if you're coming on to a producer's track and it's you know their track, but they're using you as like a feature or something. Do you guys like it where? 
we have the idea 100% like I've got it start to finish already. The reason like, I like that is because the producer is always the first person that I want to uh, get the uh, validation from. Was that executed how you had it, how you envisioned it? And I get the okay from the producer, that's when I can let everybody else hear it. And then that also helps inspire inspiration for the track too. So you gotta give the artist a type yeah. of framework. That's what I like working with. Is when I I love to have the idea start yeah. to finish like I've got it in my head. I write best that way. But I I need that criticism that feedback. Yeah. So I like that. Now even a question just to piggyback on that. Have you all ever had something that you all said that you um that it was written for you all like you was going to somebody else and it was like hey can you say this for me whether they just wanted your voice on it or not? Yeah. Be so do you? How do you feel about that? Because the reason. I was asking that because sometimes like when I make music where I'm either rapping or singing or whatever I'm doing, I remember I used to write stuff and I used to bring a singer in or artist in and be like, just sing it. Like I would never tell them how I wanted them to sing it. Mm -hmm. I would just say, sing it. Yeah. So then what would happen is I would get how they would naturally do it and I feel like it would add to my creativity and we can put it together. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's a whole different idea. And it's a whole different thing at yeah. that point. And it's so, a beautiful piece of work. So do you all would you do you, are you all okay with that? Like if somebody yeah, I, am. I mean I'm, I'm cool yeah, I with it. That too. I usually don't ever run into situations like where it's that. like here. You know, yeah. usually like I usually come in like, all right, I got this and you know, I need to lay this and they just be like, all right, cool. You said for a rapper or a vocalist. But I like like either or because it may be like, something yeah. where somebody just wants you to say a part because you got that voice that fit. Yeah, yeah. But they need you to say that specific thing. And that's part now, of your job. It is yeah. your spin on it though. I feel like yeah. if somebody give me a melody or give me even some bar, I have people try to man, I don't rap, but I want you to be the voice to say these bars. Yeah. As an artist, I gotta put my spin. I'm not gonna take it yeah. and, and, and verbatim give it to me. How you gonna say anyway? I don't care. I'm gonna have to put my spin on it. And yeah. I believe that uh, Kendrick Lamar is one of the most creative. I was creative. just about to listen, say, bro. Right here, bro. Listen, bro. Kendrick energy so, all day. Because like, Kendrick Lamar is like, producer. His engineer, yep. listen, Ali, sound wave. Ali, 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 I'm gonna say just like Noah. Yeah. I'm gonna say Noah. Their, their, whole, yes. Noah. their whole yep. production, like team, like they're, I see it almost as like a Justice League because yep. they yeah. mesh. Because yep. so Kendrick's well, not doing this by himself. No. J. Cole's not doing this by yeah. himself. There's yeah. some creative yeah. input. I mix all the music, so. Yeah, I study Ali a lot. In that. Yeah, I love Ali, bro. One of my favorite producers, engineers. Grammy <laughs> uh, right, engineers. Yeah, we're going to bring it around. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. All right, so we're talking about this chemistry and the chemistry between a producer and a rapper or artist. What's the moment when you know, like, this is not working? Like, what? how do you know when a relationship like that isn't working for Communication you? rule the nation. If I got to keep communicating and reaching out to somebody that's not reaching back, that's get to them. That's a pet peeve for real. Okay. So you got to be real communicative because it's, it's going to help in the long term to mm -hmm. understand where we at. Actually, yeah. for me, it's kind of um, the moment where I kind of I kind of sense a shift in in the way that the music is being made. Then at that moment, I kind of realized like ah, it ain't it ain't what I thought it was, or it's not what it was when we first started out. Mm -hmm. Like, cause if if I'm telling you exactly what I need and you sending me something else, then clearly we having a disconnect, mm -hmm. and I don't know where it's coming from. But yeah, that's not that's not what mm -hmm. I asked for. Mm -hmm. So. So I look at it from like an in session kind of thing. You all looked at it as far as sending stuff back and forth, but like so even from when I'm even when I'm recording people and I'm in my biggest thing that I was gonna say was body language. So you can you can tell like a person's body language because yeah. I was in the session with some singers and they they had something that they wrote they were singing the part and then I was like okay, uh, but you gotta sing it because you're not 
the, the pitch is wrong. You know what I'm saying? You, you're out of tune. <laughs> and so they were so mad because they were like, you're trying to make what I'm saying monotone. I'm not trying to make it. You just can't hit them notes. Like, <laughs> I didn't, of course, I did not say it like that. But I, but I was just kept being encouraging. Like, no, I, instead of saying that, I just kept trying to give them different ways to do it. But they got upset because it didn't turn out the way that they wanted. In actuality, they were the reason for that. But they just, in their head, they can't be wrong. They can't Throw some yeah. hours on it, bro. That's true. <laughs> I mean, that's because you listen to you listen to the input and it goes wrong. Who can you blame? You do what you wanted to do and it goes wrong, who can you blame? Yeah. You know, you, it's a lose-lose unless it's a win when yeah. everything turns out perfect. Then you're like, okay, yeah. now I see why. And that's where the chemistry is. That's where the, that's when you know how to keep coming back and recreating that. So do any of you struggle with communication, like telling someone that they may not sound as good or telling a producer? I, I would like, never tell nobody they don't sound as good. I just yeah, help them critique on where I, what I hear. Cause I mean, I can't tell no. You can never. I feel like you never discourage nobody. You feel so me? Ice JJ, like if he came in with you, <laughs> well, Ice JJ. Oh, right, right, right. Hey, she put you on the seat. Check this out. Have you ever heard of a? Have you ever heard of a AR forty five? Yeah. Listen, listen. AR forty five is mad famous. Yeah. He can't rap. He don't have no good talent when it comes to making music, but he's famous for it. And this is the thing, it's not, it's, 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 a, it's a fan base for everything. It's a fan base for everybody. They it's all about how you market and how you target your audience. That's, that's, that's the gospel, that That's true. Back, back to your question, though. I found the best way that I do it is compliment, critique, compliment. You sandwich those together. Yes. yes. Last, thing, last thing in their head is something positive. Yeah. So yeah. they see it, they get sad, but then they get happy again. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. All right, let's move on. You're not having fun. When you're not having fun yeah, with a person. That is a big thing, man. Mm -hmm. It's got to be, you got to have fun. That's that interesting. So that is fun. Wow. You got to have fun. That's a thing. Like, That's no, no matter what type of music it is, you got to have some sort of fun with it. Like, yeah. if you're not, then you you in wrong. You in the wrong. Exactly. Like, right. Like, right. Work, my guy. Like, <laughs> you might want to just take a break. Go read a book. You also got to realize, like, there are moments where it's a grind and it is work. And you just got to be putting in the hours of getting those trivial little things to be fixed. As a producer, we see that a lot too. Um, but at the end of the day, like you should be going into a track, passionate, loving it, waking up, ready to write for you guys. Um, and yeah, that's that's end my point, but yeah, I agree. How do you guys cut those relationships? Is it a conversation or are y'all ghosters? <laughs> I'm a ghost. <laughs> I fade away in the wind. Yes, a little bit of both. <laughs> <laughs> Even going back to the, the girls who was like singing, um, I mean, they didn't come back to record. The thing is, we slightly finished the song. I sent it to like at least 10 people. Everybody said it was banging. But because it didn't sound exactly like yeah. what they wanted, and they didn't come back. So I guess I was yeah. ghosted. I feel like in a sense, if in in a turn, you know, speaking professionalism, you should say something like, you know, like, hey, bro, this isn't it. Maybe I'm not the right vibe for you. Best of luck to your journeys. It's not you, it's me. You know, it could be. If you want to get your take it personally. You know? Yeah, yeah you know, like, it's, it's, it's some true. people don't know how to take a no for real. So when they hear that, oh, you, you calling my stuff trash? No, bro. I'm just saying I can't work with you. <laughs> you can say yes. You, you know what? Wait, you can. wait. Sorry, Q. You were saying something. What were you saying? I was saying like, 
produce, I had producers tell me that I, it was a slap in the face to them for me to hop on YouTube beats or to remix other people's beats because they're like, even the engineers, they get mad at you. They take it personal. It's competitive when you, uh, I like, I'm over here with another engineer and somebody like, who mixed that song? I, it wasn't me. I thought I was, so yeah. That's that real? Really? Oh, more power to that man uh, who's yeah, doing yeah. it. I, what? Teach me. Oh, no, that's a sensitive person. Yeah, I'm, yeah. that's a sensitive that's person. That's a sensitive bro. person. So I can learn. So do you feel like creating the relationship and becoming friends with an artist or producer is important or it goes against business? I feel like if it's business, keep it strictly business. But like if you if you're feeling a vibe from this person and you want to build a bond, you know, then yeah, go ahead and be that person's friend, man. Yeah. You know, like mm -hmm. there is it's a couple producers in the in the city, you know, that's well known. Pharaoh on the track. My yeah. uh, my dude, who's who's too nasty? Like who's yeah, too nasty? I've been I grew up with him. You feel me? Like so, me and him are already cool as brothers. We're linked in. But Pharaoh, like I've been, I'm his friend. You know, like I could call, hey bro, let's play some Mortal Kombat, or hey bro, let's let's yeah. uh, you know, let's talk about this artist versus. Hey, I need you to make this beat. You see what I'm saying? It's more organic. Yeah, and I definitely so, not to cut you off. But I definitely see both sides of that as far as like. A friendship could make it where, ah, oh, man, we cool, so it could be more lenient. Yeah. At the same time, you know, it couldn't hurt, but if you're not friends and it's just strictly business, it could just, it could, I forget, I, I don't know what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, I, I can jump in on there. Yeah. Um, like, I was talking to you about this earlier, about when I'm producing and I'm trying to get, like, a vocalist on, um, especially, like, uh, one of the girls that I worked with, I... Never met her, but I knew her through a friend, and she like came by, and um, like I just tried to make as much of a personal connection as possible, just to get her comfortable in the studio, yeah. get the vocals comfortable. Yeah. But then yeah. we, I mean, we made this blowout vocal, and I mean, I just felt the connection. I felt like we were best friends right then and there, because we had that thing to connect on. Yeah. But afterwards, I mean, we went our separate ways. That's mm -hmm. how it is. But I really like emotional connections, like. Getting in somebody's, inside somebody's head, understanding them when you're in the studio, like oh, yeah. more than just business at that point. So, so it's oh go ahead. Good. It's okay if it's temporary. Like it didn't hurt your feelings that y'all never talked again. Nah, not really. Like that's like a hit it and quit it situation yeah, where music in the industry. Cherish the moment that we had. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, the music industry is like a revolving door. Like people come and go. Like producers last longer than artists do. I mean, that's just that's just mm -hmm. how it is. So I mean, you could create a friendship with somebody, and it could be long standing. But that person may never, you know, see the light of a fame ever again. But that producer might still be, you know, doing their thing. Mm -hmm. You like it, it, it? It's a family thing mm -hmm. to me. Like the people that I work with, they like family. You know, I I can I can like you said, lean on them to play a game. You know, I can call and have casual conversation. You know, I can I can sit in the booth and work on stuff for hours and it not be weird. You know, like it's not just business. Like we're like we're close relationships. My older brother, he make be he a producer, so I know I can get a free beat from him. He's one of those guys with an ear that I can tell him to kind of make this sound and he'll give it to me. So I like that because it's a free beat. That that that, but that's not gonna guarantee me to always get the quality beat or you know what I'm saying. I'm not saying he's gonna he the best producer. I, if I want to branch out, I still don't want to limit myself just because it's free to. Uh, I'm just gonna go with the freebie. It's easier. Yeah. yeah. I gotta still think about this, the bigger picture, the catalog, the sound, all of that. Yeah. You guys make the relationship between the producer and the rapper sound so copacetic. Like <laughs> I know you guys know like some relationships that really aren't, or some problems. What are some problems like between the two that you guys see? Like 
why is there such is there is there a beef between rappers and producers at all? Producers be shady sometimes, giving people the same beats and mm-hmm. trying to yeah. make it true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I like this. That's, 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 that's an industry thing that's too. Industry. No, yeah, yeah, that's no, the industry yeah. thing. I, yeah. so, Y'all got quiet. No, I'm joking. <laughs> no, so what I would say is on on that piece, um, as far as that being an industry thing, that's very important because let's say I send you a pack of beats, I may send a pack of beats to another you know, uh, another artist as well. See yeah. the thing with it, and if you don't use it, let's say you gotta give it somebody else. Yeah, let's say you don't use it, but then they use it, and then you have an epiphany one day in the studio. It is bang, how I missed this. Yeah, yeah, but then yeah. they already claimed it. Literally. You know what I'm saying? Okay. That that's but just how so that's just how they happens. give it. To I guess them? Like, no, no, no. It, no. What it is, they sell them a lease of it. So like they got a beat pack, but it's a lease of the beat pack. Yeah. It's not, it's, so it's basically yeah. whoever blow up with that song yeah. first can claim most yeah, can of it. They can spend the extra bread on it, then it's right. their beat versus yeah. them like just giving it to you somebody just throwing out right. beats, giving them out to people. Like there's some people there's there's some shady producers out there just trying to get a book, so they're gonna do that. You know, I'm not that type See, of See, I know about that just whole situation Bryson Tiller and G Money. Yeah, G Money is from the city, man, and Bryson Tiller. You feel me? That whole situation with that, bro. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That was that was pretty jacked up. That was deep. <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah. pretty jacked up. But it, who do you blame? Like, you feel me? Because Cole, like, uh, Bryson Tilly, he, he came out with the song, but you feel me? Cole, he came out with, it, it don't even sound like the same beat, honestly. It doesn't. It, it doesn't, but it does at the same it's time. It's just the same sample, bro. I was like, it's, yeah, it's using the same sample and kind of and kind just, the same structure, just a tad bit. Like, what's your opinion on somebody using, like, somebody else's hip-hop beat, somebody else's instrumental, and doing their own rap over it? That's fine. Long, it's part of the culture. As long as you're not that's making money on it, that's how it is. That's a remix. That's a remix. You, you can't claim that. That's you a remix. Yeah. In, 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 in producers' terms, like if we was to hear that beat and then just try to remake it, it would be a remake. It's not a remix to it. You know what I'm saying? So like, it's. I forgot the words I was looking for to properly put it together. No, so even just to piggyback, it's like it's a real fine line. Like I was even learning stuff uh, when Pharrell. He got sued, so it was people teaching me when I was out in LA, and then they was talking to me about how <clears throat> even if you reference a song, right? Because one of my professors when I was in school would always tell me, hey, don't ever sample nothing, just do it and re- uh, recreate it. But see, that's what's good with being a musician. Like, it's really hard to recreate a, a beat if you really don't play an instrument, right? right? But then he was like, but it's not just that simple, right? <clears throat> it's so one of the things that I found out that they do like in lawsuits, right? Mm-hmm. So they may just randomly poll people walking down the street to get to get data to say, hey, if you listen to this, does this song sound like this song at first when you first hear it? Mm-hmm. And so if it's like that close, you can get sued off of oh, we know you use this as a reference for your song if it sounds that close enough. And they'll yeah. do it by just polling yeah, random you know. people walking down yeah. the street. Like, like, what you think about this? It's like Robin Thicke and that yeah. whole... Yeah, no, that's, that's the song I'm... That's the exact song I'm referring to with Pharrell and Robin yeah. Thicke. So Pharrell produced that song and that's exactly what happened. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, to answer your question even more, I think it's normalized, especially with the YouTube beat culture and stuff now. Like, it's instances where I go somewhere, maybe to a show or somewhere, I play some music and then I hear somebody else with a song on the same beat. <laughs> <laughs> it's awkward. It's awkward. It happened to me before. I mean, honestly, that way too many times. Go to the club and it's an open mic night, and, and I they got the same three track. dudes rap to the same beat. Okay, I'm y'all, like, then we got wrap it up. Whoever claim it first. Yes, yeah, cute. I just want this last point on this. Whoever claim it first, even if they don't own it, they got software now that detect. Like you were saying, the software that detects the sounds and stuff, yeah. and that's messing up the game too, because they taking my stuff down off the internet and saying somebody else owned it, because yeah. they was able to claim it first under that software. Mm. Yeah. So wrap it up. Keep in mind, we got one minute. What are some things like 
that can happen to kind of help, I guess, keep the relationship between producers and rappers copacetic? Like, what are some things? Communication. That's communication is key. Yeah, communication. Keep or an open mind. My bad for cutting you off, Brian. And then, you know, keep some jokes handy, man. You feel me? <laughs> like, if you could crack a joke, you know, in the middle of, in the middle of something getting serious and making that person crack a little smile, that 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 you know crushes the ice. Okay. Producers, just lower y'all prices, man. No, I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just try to keep it organic. You know, like I said, try, you know, you don't have to necessarily, but try try to build some form of a friendship or something with that person because you want it to be something that you know can be long standing, even when even when one of y'all is gone. You know. And apparently, producers don't mind if it's only one time. If y'all connect on that one moment, as long as you're connected to the Throwback, yes. All right, well, um, oh, go ahead. Oh, yeah, I just want to throw in a point. Just respect for everyone, honestly. If you yeah. have respect for people, they will have respect for you. Don't burn bridges. That's yeah. my biggest thing. Yeah, don't All right, thank you, everybody, for joining us and just really having this dope conversation. Everybody, keep an eye out for more Open Mic episodes and follow Gig Merge at Gig Merge on all platforms. See y'all later. E. Peace. When gigs merge, everlasting passion when I give words. Gig merge, when gigs merge, acrobatic crafty when I flip words. Gig merge, when gigs merge.